0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. It's time for the DragonCon Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta with interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike. Be careful, you never know, you might actually learn something.
1: Howdy, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the 2021 DragonCon Report. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and I'm pleased to introduce you to the rest of our station crew. Of course, we have director Mike Faber here.
0: Hey, Mikey, it's good to be back. And you know, as it gets closer, we're under 200 days now till the big event. And I have no idea what my cosplay is going to be this year.
1: (laughs) Wow. I I think it's going to have to include a mask
0: though, right? Oh, of course. (laughs) I was actually thinking of going as the shadow. No one would notice. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's a safe bet. That's a safe bet uh also Darren Noel is back with us Darren thank you
2: howdy everybody what's going on How, how are you sir? are you well uh am I well there's a there's a trick question this year isn't it am I well um I'm okay you know uh cold weather last week was not fun but warm weather today I opened up the house finally to get some of the man cave scent out of here and, uh, you know, just making life happen one quarantine day at a time. Now,
1: now, dare I ask, have you even thought about any sort of costuming or cosplay?
2: <laughs> okay, so moving on. <laughs> um, have, have I thought of it? Yes, I've thought of it. Okay. Am I doing one? Probably not, mm-hmm. just because of uh, everything going on. I, I think people right now are going to be, you're going to see a lot of black and white makeup. If, if we go to Dragon Con this year, because I think WandaVision is really the thing that's in everyone's head right now. Oh yeah. You're going to see a lot of that retro 1950s, 60s style. Uh, And I, I bet you when they finally reveal uh, the bad guys, full costume, that one's going to be a big one. I bet you that one's going to be huge. Yeah. And totally. You're going to see those uh, Halloween versions of vision and Scarlet witch. And, uh, Quicksilver running around because that those were just two choice like you can put that together by going to Target people so that's easy and, and the <laughs> and, and the two
1: boys that's one that a whole the whole family oh, can oh, do yeah. right yeah
2: totally so, it's a total family get up, you know that's uh, so I can totally see that being a big trend because yeah. I mean it's the first Marvel thing we've had since Endgame
0: isn't that right so, that's so crazy huge, no we got right? we Spider Man after that
2: oh Spider Man um, Far From Home so. There'll be there'll be some Mysterios walking around. I'm sure running into things, and uh, that's fine. That's what he does. <laughs> that's what Mysterio does. And there'll always be Spideys. But like, I, I think WandaVision is going to be the one that everyone's going to be going after this year for taking the cake on. Yeah, uh, the new costumes, just because of the popularity of the show. Yeah, right now that is the the big contender. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, See a lot of sword agents running around, looking like clowns. <laughs> Um we do not have Jennifer this
1: month. Uh she's currently dealing with the winter nightmare that is Texas. Oh god. Uh man. our so hearts go out her. to yeah, our hearts go out to everybody who's dealing with the storm and the after effects in that state and across the country. Um man, it's just awful what's happened there. So mm-hmm. uh but my understanding is from talking to her this week that she is doing better, uh that they are getting they are uh, they have power, they have water. Uh, they are getting a handle on things. So things were are much better now than they were, you know, a week or so ago for them. So um, so hopefully that's true of, of everybody else in Texas. If you're listening to this in your Texas, you know, we're thinking about you.
2: Stay warm and, uh, you know, stay healthy. Which is not usually something you say to someone in Texas, not at all. is it? Nope. I mean, no. Stay warm. That's not, <laughs> that's not a sentiment they usually hear. Not at all. Um, But,
1: uh, you know, um, we do have someone joining us We are honored to have Channing Sherman back with us on the episode uh, Back here on the station Channing, welcome back
3: Glad to be back and part of the two-time club now (laughs) <laughs> Remember to get
0: your card stamped on the way yeah. out.
3: Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when when do I do I get my free sub sandwich.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> five that.
0: appearances. Come on,
1: <laughs> that that jacket, right? He's waiting to get the jacket.
0: Um, oh, that's I don't ten, even have that's the jacket. That's ten. That's ten. Oh, it's ten. Oh, it's ten. Okay. Okay. ten years, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, uh, before we get started, I need to say that we are a proud member of the ESO network. Uh, we have a tea Public store filled with all kinds of cool designs. There's a link for that at the top of the ESO Network page. The ESO Network also has a Patreon page. Uh, Mike, I think we just released some new content on the Patreon page. We week.
0: did. We did. Episode 11 of ESO Bored Silly, where we talk about all kinds of silly stuff because we're really bored, truthfully. And, you know... It's, it's great because it's exclusive to the Patreons at all levels. You don't have to be, you know, a $15 level to listen to it or anything. It's out to everybody. And we have four levels for Patreon. And for as little as a dollar a month, you could help support the ESO Network. And, you know, it. you get this show 48 hours before it's released to the general public. And there's going to be more and more ESO Network shows that are going to be re- starting to be released early exclusively to our patrons and there's also bonus material there's swag you can get ESO network magnets ESO network uh, stickers for your car and you know you can take a shot at the geek seat or you know what folks you could even guest on one of our ESO shows depending what level you choose So it's pretty awesome. And Channing didn't even have to do that. So he's just here, you know, out of the goodness of his heart. Yeah, yeah, they
3: just gave me a freebie this time. So, (laughs) Uh,
1: yeah, well, I do know that a lot of the folks that have that we have as uh, patrons of the ESO Network um, are there because of the DragonCon report. So we do really, really appreciate your support um, and uh, reach out to us. You know, I mean, if we're not doing enough for the Patreon page, let us know because we're always trying to think of new ideas of stuff to give you guys. Um, uh, on the other hand, if you would like to leave feedback or comment on this particular show, please feel free to contact us at feedback at dragonconreport.com. Uh, we can also be found on Facebook, Twitter, Google, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music. Uh, am I leaving anything out?
0: No. You know, okay. where, what I always say is wherever fine podcasts are found, the Dragon Con Report is there, too. So it's good.
1: And we want you to be part of the discussion. So please feel free to join us. Um, we also now have a dedicated Instagram account. It is um, Dragon Con Report. All one word, DragonCon Con Report. Uh, so pull us up at Dragon Con. Follow, give us a follow. Uh, there's not a lot there right now. Uh, we've just started uh, putting content on there, but we do expect that over the coming months, you know, we will we will be uh, filling that space with cosplay, uh, various memories that we've had at DragonCon past. Because between Mike and I, we've been going there for. Uh, you know, over twenty twenty five years. I was so, going to say
0: longer than the con's <laughs> been. You know, exactly. if you put both thoughts together.
1: So, so we got a lot of content that we want to share with you guys. A lot of memories. You know, um, no matter what the status is of Dragon Con going forward. Um, you know, we, we're trying to bring the spirit of DragonCon to you on a regular basis. So um, so that's just another way we can do that. Of course, we've also got our website, which is dragonconreport.com as well. Uh, so uh, please feel free to use those resources and reach out to us. Uh, we're going to get started with a few items of news. Uh, now, the main the main thing I should say is that there's no definite... Or indefinite news. There's no news, basically, on the con itself. As far as we know, it's going to happen. Uh, They're going to do everything they can to make it happen in a safe, as a way as possible, uh, but as far there's no updates on that since the last time we recorded. So um, I looked today. I checked with Tony. You know he's usually the guy <laughs> when it comes to all that stuff. And uh, and yeah, there's
2: nothing new to report on that. Did you pay him his customary three mimosa minimum before he gave you the answer, <laughs> sir? <laughs> <laughs> Man, he's expensive. Um, and, and, and give him some deviled eggs. I hear he loves deviled eggs. Oh, my God.
3: Um, and deviled eggs. Oof.
2: <laughs> there
1: are a uh, couple of actually unfortunate sad news uh, to report. Uh, one huh. is that uh, the currently the parade registration, registration for this pr- parade is right now on hold. It was supposed to happen and start uh, this week, but it's on hold due to the fact that uh, the director of the annual parade, Jan Price, otherwise known as JP, uh passed away. Uh, she lost her battle with cancer. Aww. Um and sorry uh, to I hear didn't, that. I didn't know, you know JP, um, but I understand that she was very much beloved in the Dragon Con community and outside of that as well. So um our hearts go out really? to her and everybody who who knew her, that
3: that whole community. Um uh Channing were you familiar with her at all or I was not only through um, reputation. Gotcha. Because again, anybody who was affiliated with the parade, they obviously knew her in some way, shape, or form. And when mm-hmm. word started to spread, um, yeah, I was one of those, didn't know her personally, but just seeing how it impacted other people when that news finally hit, it just kind of shows you the kind of person that she was and how well regarded she was.
1: Yeah, it's what DragonCon is one of those communities, it's so large. But even people you didn't know, like I didn't personally know her and I really didn't have much affiliation with the parade part of it. And yet I still feel like part of the family member, a uh, family member has passed
2: away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I've gotten emails from her being in the parade once or twice or at least attempting to get to the parade mm-hmm. once or twice. Um as far as I know that that part of the Dragon Con was really well run and very smooth and very professional. So And that's not an easy uh, thing to do. Hats, <laughs> no, it's not, not not dealing with volunteers and trying to herd the rabbits yeah. that are cosplayers who are hung over to march, you know, <laughs> around the hotels. So hats off to her and her staff. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll we'll pour one out for her for sure. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah, I mean um, Dragon,
3: Con, Dragon Con's a big 80,000 plus member family. Um everybody is at least a distant cousin at Dragon Con, is kind of uh-huh. the way you look at it. So You've seen her, yeah. I'm
2: sure. Yeah. You don't you don't know her, but you've probably seen her walking through the Marriott, walking through the Hilton, the Hyatt, whatever. You probably passed her in the habit trails, yep. you yep. know. And she probably collapsed after the parade was over, you know, because <laughs> that's probably when she's done right. and she can actually relax and Take her hair down and and enjoy the con or or maybe she had to go do something else for the con. I don't know. But um, anyone who's a director, uh, you know, we we talk about that. It's like 45 mini cons squished together Mm -hmm. as a con. Right. Mm -hmm. Anyone who's a director has got such pressure on them to perform for the con and the fans at the same time with volunteer staff. And um, typically, from what I've experienced, not a lot of budget. So, you know, it, it's it's a tough job. Yeah. It really is. These are, and these that's are not paid positions. We're, no. That's why we're constantly like be nice to the people <laughs> who are staff at the con because they're working for free. They're working because they love the con and they love what they do. And it's a shame when we lose someone good. Yeah. in a a position like that
1: it's a shame Um, some people are wondering uh, what uh, they can do in her honor Uh, I'm sure you know this year's parade no matter what it looks like is going to is going to be uh, you know part of her legacy but uh according to the family uh people would like to donate in her name uh her main causes were uh reddogfarm.com uh, as well as the SBCA or American Cancer Society so if you want to uh, donate a little bit uh send a little bit of money their way in JP's name uh that would be appreciated so uh and again uh the parade registration currently is is re- going to be rescheduled uh, you know, obviously they're dealing with a lot, so check out. I would say, check out, um, keep posted to the Dragon Con Parade Facebook group or you know, um, other Dragon Con official sites in order to find out more information about when that's going to happen. Um, and in in semi lighter news, but still kind of sad, uh, Ray Van Tilburg, who uh is from Offworld Designs, uh, he produces the special tie dye. Uh, Dragon Con shirts. He's been doing it for the last 24 years. Um, amazing shirts, too. He and his, wife,
0: totally he and his wife,
1: Barb, are retiring. Ah! So, um, uh, so, get those tie-dye Dragon Con shirts in the store while they
2: last. Uh, they going to become collector's
3: items. <laughs> they will be collector's items as
2: of right now. Aaron,
0: that's a new business for us. We can go and do it. <laughs>
2: you know, you know, tie-dyeing is going out of uh, um, as an art form right because that was all the 60s and the 70s and the 80s it had a resurgence in the 90s you don't see a lot of tie-dye nowadays and i think you know what to my house
0: do you no Uh, uh,
2: (laughs) 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 i'm just looking for the tie-dye mailbox when i come to your neighborhood (laughs) it's true
0: (laughs) well that's why i always look for the fabulous door at your house so it's okay
1: totally Uh, I do know that you can get uh, at the Dragon Con store currently. uh, They still have some 2020 uh, tank tops available with their design. The uh, Dragon Con goes virtual design.
0: We are not built for tank tops, dude. Come on.
1: Uh, That's why I said said the regular T-shirts as well as the 2019 ones are still there. Some of the 2018 and some of the 2017s are there too in limited availability. So, so yeah, I get those while they last. Um, I would, I find it hard to believe that DragonCon is going to cease producing tie-dye editions but um they're obviously will be done by somebody different right so yeah they'll be different so um but yeah i mean just to be part of dragon con in that capacity just one of of those things that you just don't even think about like i had no idea that the same person was designing these shirts for the past 24 years as long as i've been almost as long as i've been going there um Uh and yet uh yeah that's pretty amazing so Um, so yeah, you can, uh, we'll have the link in the show notes for offworlddesigns.com and, and those shirts so you can check them out. And if you want to get a couple of those, uh, you can do so. Um, and yeah, that's really all the news. Um, so unfortunately it's not great news, but, um, you know, that's all we have. Uh, um, so certainly once anything does happen, you know, we'll be doing these every month. So as more news comes out um uh you know we will definitely try to uh keep you posted as much as we can on everything that's happening so uh so with that being said uh, we're and yeah there's not really a lot of guest announcements as well not officially so we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna we're gonna sit down talk to Channing a little bit catch up with him and uh and 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 discuss some stuff uh about dragon con particularly when it uh, regarding to uh uh it's the now the group is the if I remember correctly, it's the black geeks of dragon con. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. So yeah, we want to definitely talk a little bit more about that and, and your history with that and all that sort of thing. So we'll be right back after this message.
2: Great things are coming on the nerd bliss
1: podcast. We're changing up our presentation while keeping the candidness that you enjoy. We'll cover
0: all your favorite shows and movies with maybe a few surprises along the way. And you, yes, you, will have opportunities to be on our show on a regular basis. That's right.
3: We've got the Zoom Pro account, and we're going to use it. So be ready. Find us at nerdblisspodcast.com and esonetwork.com. And on all the socials at NerdBlissPod. NerdBliss. Listen up.
1: Welcome back. And uh, of course, February is Black History Month. And I know that uh, at least according to the uh, DragonCon Black Geek Instagram, they are celebrating with 28 days of black cosplay, which is pretty cool. If you guys don't follow them on Instagram, you need to, because there's been some great uh, costumes uh, depicted there. I I really uh, just love that site anyway, uh, following them, but um, really creative folks there too. And, and uh now Channing, since you're with us, I just wanted to see, like, you know, because it's been a while since we've talked about you and your group and your relationship to DragonCon and everything. Uh for those people who are not familiar with you from the you know, your time here before, tell us a little bit about, you know, your involvement with uh the group as well as with Dragon Con.
3: Okay, well, um, yeah, I'm Channing Sherman. I'm uh, seven foot tall. I enjoy long walks on the beach.
1: And um, in my spare
3: time, I like spending my millions of dollars and reading stories to blind orphan puppies. All right. all right. Wow. Just get that, that out of That is specific. Way. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a very niche thing, but you know, it works. Um, no, so I started this group called uh, the Black Geeks of Dragon Con 2015, 2016 or so, and we're a fan group, so we're not officially part of Dragon Con, but the best way to describe it is it's not a protest, it's a party. For years, you'd always kind of hear about how there wasn't a lot of diversity in sci-fi, and just as a way to kind of show that, okay, there there is some out there. I went from chasing every Black person that I saw at Dragon Con down to um, just kind of doing a photo shoot and let them come to me. Um, I'm not a photographer by trade, but I just enjoy taking pictures. And, yeah, I think um, this is a lot easier. And it also prevents me from getting on any watch lists because I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> I would literally chase people down at the, whenever I got to go get them. And, yeah, <laughs> student wow. across Pe- uh, Peachtree Street. Yeah, the whole nine. But yeah, we've been doing it for a few years now. I think there were 30 of us the first time we did it. And 2019, we were hovering right at around 300 on the back steps of the Hilton. And like I said, we're a fan group, but we're also made up of, we've got doctors, we've got CDC employees, we've got teachers, we have professional cosplayers, closet cosplayers, lewd cosplayers (laughs) old cosplayers they're they're just kind of all part of the group and it's just kind of a chance for us to get together and have a mini family reunion within the bigger family reunion that is dragon con
1: now how long have you been personally going to dragon con uh
3: my first dragon con was in 2008 okay um i was not ready for Anything that I witnessed when I got there, um, <laughs> overwhelming was probably the best way to describe it. But it was overwhelming in a good way. Now, yeah, I loved it and loved it the the parade, the whole vibe. I was really into. Excellent,
1: excellent. Yeah, I think um, yeah, for a lot of us, that first year is going to be the first of many, right? Because once yeah. you go there, you feel um, you know I, I don't know. I felt I felt home. Yeah, it's the best way I could put it. Right. Yeah. Um And uh, and I'm glad that, you know, to hear stories like yours where that's the case for uh, minority folks as well, um, that that Dragon Con does provide that sort of I won't say safe haven, but, you know, at least a, 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 an open an open door.
3: Yeah. Right. Right. And I mean, they have the diversity track that they launched um, a while back. And the good thing about the diversity track, I mean, obviously, I'm focused on Black geeks because that's my lane. Mm-hmm. But the diversity track, you know, you've got LGBTQ community, you've got um, the differently abled. So it's kind of all lumped into there to make it very inclusive.
1: Now, did and, you, uh, yeah, Go ahead. Sorry. Did you find it more inclusive than some other conventions experiences? Not to sh- throw shade on anything else, but I just kind of wonder in the scheme of things <laughs> if where Dragon Con stood as far as that goes.
3: Um, I think Dragon Con is pretty good because Dragon Con has definitely took steps to address it again um creating that diversity track and I know for a fact when I was posting events our event in some official Dragon con forums, it was overwhelmingly well received. But when one or two people would get out of line i would you would see people from um other Dragon con members and I think probably volunteers say, hey, they're they're welcome here just as much as everybody else. So, no, I think they do a really good job. Um, no place is perfect. You're going to have bad actors everywhere, especially when you've got, you know, 80 to 100,000 people in a five block radius. But I think they do a, a good job of it. And like I say, it's just a chance to get together with like-minded people and nerd out absolutely and we recently um, had the pleasure on our
1: regular show uh, our weekly show our station one we we did a sort of discussion and 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 talked about uh, the black geek experience with some folks mm-hmm. uh, that uh, are no strangers to Dragon con themselves and mm-hmm. uh, you know I know that you know bo- all, uh, all of them said that growing up at least in their culture you know they experienced uh, isolation and and you know growing up in and in, in i don't i think no matter you know for a lot of us growing up no matter what you know your background was or your environment was growing up and and in being into nerd culture was not easy in the best of circumstances right
3: oh correct um don't let the the big bang theory fool you being a nerd <laughs> was not always a, a popular flashy thing uh, We we weren't getting shows in the 80s i can assure you um <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was a nerd, and I was a nerd at pretty much majority Black schools. Um, oddly enough, I went to um, NHBCU, shout out to Southern University. That school, uh, historically Black college and university, was probably the most diverse school that I went to. Uh, pretty much elementary school, middle school, high school was all 99.9% Black. And yeah, not a lot of nerds or we were spread out and remember this would have been before the internet got big Uh so um, unless you just stumbled across one you you didn't have a lot um and then when video gaming picked up um video gaming on hbcu campuses was mainly your Maddens, which is fine, perfectly fine. It it counts as a video game, sure. but you weren't getting a lot of first-person shooters. You weren't seeing a lot of JRPGs or anything like that. So, yeah, the, the Black Geek experience is unique, but I'm glad to see it's expanding now, and I'm glad to see that it, it's branching out because Black people aren't a monolith. I don't want to sit up here and say that my experience is the same as any other black persons but there's definitely some overlap
1: what what franchises or uh you know geek shows or you know books comics whatever were you personally
3: um connecting with that would be a long answer um (laughs) i'm one of those i'm one of those jack of all trade kind of geeks I like a little bit of everything, which is one reason why I like Dragon Con, because it has a lot of everything. It's also one reason why I hate Dragon Con, because I can never make it to everything that I want to
0: do. (laughs) That's
3: right. Um, American Animation, I was a huge cartoon uh, kid growing up. I'm the youngest of four, and there's a pretty big big age gap between um, my brother that I'm closest to in age. So i say all that to say, I spent a lot of time at home just watching cartoons while they were out riding bikes and trying to hit on teenage girls. So <laughs> probably should have paid more attention to that. That's a different story <laughs> for a different day. Um, definitely watched a lot of Western animation, just a lot of cartoons, um, including ones that, that predated me. The old Super Friends cartoons were well before I was born, but they used to air them in syndication all the time. And as cheesy as those were, I I loved them. Um, comic books, I'm probably one of the few people. Um, my introduction to comic books was actually Marvel's G.I. Joe run. Mm. Um, I'm a huge G.I. Joe fan. The cartoon led me into the comic books. And I've got, I think I may be missing five issues of that initial Marvel, Marvel run. And I'm constantly on the lookout for them. Cosplay, I'm not a huge cosplayer, but I love to look at it. Mm -hmm. So you'll see me on the costuming track. And I've been a computer nerd since birth. So I'm always hanging out on the digital media track, too. So I I have a lot of interests under geekdom, and that's good. If there's one thing I've noticed that I do feel is kind of bad about the whole nerd culture, there's some people that feel like you have to pick a side. You can like Marvel and DC. Amen. You can like Star Wars and Star Trek. Um, You don't have to like Firefly, even though I personally feel like it was a great show and Fox (laughs) did it wrong. Um, But I'm not going to fight anybody who does not agree with me about that. So, yeah, I, I, I say that there's plenty to go around and there's no rule that says you can only like one or two things when it comes to geekdom. And uh,
1: yeah, amen to that, because it's like it, I, it's an embarrassment of riches at Dragon Con in particular. Right. Because you're like, oh, yeah. I like too much of this stuff.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. My first Dragon Con, I this is when they were still doing the books with the grid in them. Damn. And when I got mine in the mail, I went through with a highlighter. I was like, OK, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I had a Google calendar set up and I think day one all of that just went out the window.
2: Uh-huh. No <laughs> it, plan survives the con intact. <laughs> no.
3: No, I le- yes, I learned that early and um that is one of one thing that I do in part whenever people ask me for advice. Yeah, you can plan but it's not going to
2: last. It's it's not going to work. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
3: I know that uh you know
1: going to to Dragon Con as, as much as I have over the past you know 25 years or so um and I know that one of the complaints now is that there're so many people that are uh you know now that a lot of nerd culture is is pop culture right like like yeah it, it's almost like they like the, like things that people are interested in now like you know WandaVision Like, if I was into Scarlet Witch, like, back in the day, like, I would not have gotten, like, you know, I wouldn't have been able to talk to anybody about that, really. Um, So, uh, but now it's it's pop culture, and you can. um, And I know that there's a lot, there's some, you know, from some diehard fans, there's some resentment to that. But one thing I have to say is that over the past 25 years... With the inclusion of all these people, I have noticed that we're getting more and more diverse people attending DragonCon and well as well, and it's 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 all good, man. That's that's a, that's that's something that I think DragonCon and and everybody needs to be proud of.
3: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, not a photographer by trade, but I've always loved taking pictures, and I can go back and look at those galleries of photos that I took in 2008 and 2009 versus the ones that I'm getting now. And I'm getting hundreds more pictures of diverse geeks mm-hmm. than ever before. Um, it's kind of like you mentioned before, it's an embarrassment of riches. More people are finding nerd things. I'm doing nerds and air quotes that they're interested in and that's bringing them in. But by the same token, that's also getting these movie companies and media companies to produce more content because now they see an increased demand for it um i always like to remind people iron man was a c-list hero in marvel comics before that movie came out and that's no disrespect to him but yeah if you would have named the top characters of marvel before 2008 Iron Man's name was not coming up. And so I kind of feel like that's opening new doors and new avenues now. You've got these characters that maybe weren't as popular when we were growing up, but they're getting more publicity now. They're getting more more shine now. And because of that, we're getting more content. Um, you mentioned um, Scarlet Witch. Can you imagine a show like WandaVision back in the 80s or early 90s?
2: That, worse can you can you imagine disney doing it
3: oh yeah yeah exactly
2: exactly wait, so, what so, so, do you yeah. make up into here people scarlet witch does not have a singing number there's no cutesy animals near her she's not, right. she's not one
1: of the wicked witches wait what yeah no, well no, she might
2: hurt. be <laughs> jury's still out on that. Is one. <laughs> is, is, is wanda a
1: disney princess
2: no, she's not a princess.
3: <laughs> yet. Give her time. You yet. never know.
2: Yet. She hasn't married the king yet. And I'm <laughs> sure she's going to get to that, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it's bringing... So yeah, you've got more people coming in, more normal folks, but I think that's good. As long as they behave themselves, I don't see a problem with more people coming in to a fandom. I see why some people complain because... Dragon Con is huge. It's a crowd. Um, if you have some type of anxiety or don't do well in crowds, Dragon Con is, can be incredibly overwhelming for you. And a lot of the veterans, they don't even go out on Saturdays. Most people who've been to a few Dragon Cons, Saturday is their day of rest, just because the crowds are so large. So it's you have to take kind of the good with the bad with that one.
1: <laughs> and but I also think too that of a large part of it too is the fact that more and more of these properties are are showcasing diversity. We're seeing direct connections that representation
0: matters.
3: Yes. Yeah, and I'm sure some of that was um them just realizing that wait a minute, black people have money too. But I'd like to think that some of it were, you know, you've got some people in place now that are saying, "Okay, we need some heroes that aren't a white guy named Chris. We need some women." They're still working on that. Yeah, well,
2: you know, yeah, they've run out of Chris's. They're going on to Dave's.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You know, we we need some women who don't need to be damsels in distress. We need some women who can kick ass um we need some princesses who aren't blonde haired and blue eyed um yeah again and i also think that just makes for better storytelling also because when you get those diverse faces and diverse diverse voices you're going to get some new stories you're going to get some new perspectives i'm curious to see what's going to happen with Falcon and winter soldier because i'm sure there's going to be something in there about some folks who are not going to be happy with a black captain America.
2: Oh, I think that's the whole thrust of that show. I mean, I I think the, uh, the villains that they've chosen, I'm not going to spoil it. You can look it up online, but the villains that they've chosen definitely have a certain superiority bent to them. Yeah. And I think that is completely on purpose. And it's going to be interesting to see how um, a modern um, black man, Sam Mm. Wilson, Works with an old fogey, <laughs> Bucky, mm-hmm. you know, who's still got 1930s, 1940s morality when he's not brainwashed. Right. That's going to be an interesting mix if they write it well. Yeah. And, and I, I, think I Sam- always stress it's got to be written well. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: And I think Sam's going to have his own issues because Sam mm-hmm. is probably yeah. going to have a Tuskegee Airmen kind of vibe where he's going to say, okay, I'm fighting for these people who don't like me. Or I'm fighting yep. for these people who think that they're genetically superior than I, than I am. Um. So I'm, I could see how that could give any black superhero um
2: um a moment. Pause.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm gonna save you, even though I don't like
2: you. <laughs> In fact, I think I think while WandaVision is great and everything, I think Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier is going to hit closer to home for a lot of us. Yeah. And I think it's going to make us uncomfortable and there's nothing wrong with a piece of art that makes you uncomfortable because it makes you think
3: right right and i also think that's gonna help to prevent um superhero burnout because i Mm -hmm. don't know if you guys have heard this before you probably have most of these superhero movies aren't just superhero movies they're another type of movie with a superhero aspect thrown in, uh-huh. um, like Captain America: Winter Soldier. That was kind of a political thriller. Um, uh-huh. Thor: Ragnarok. That was a buddy comedy. Um, Scarlet Witch is, you know, this throwback to all the old sitcoms of the eighties, of the eighties and nineties, and probably early two thousands. And so, I think kind of taking those existing TV tropes. And just adding that superhero element to it is gonna help them avoid superhero fatigue, and again, keep giving us some diverse stories. Fingers crossed.
1: Absolutely, and I love the fact that you know Marvel's not afraid to 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 go there, there to be. uh, You know, I mean, they could sit on their laurels and just rake in the money and and put keep turning out the same old thing. But it seems like Kevin Feige in particular is, is, I mean, like you said, like when they did Iron Man and they cast Robert Downey Jr., that at the time was not at all
2: a sure thing.
1: <laughs> that was not oh, a sure right. thing. And Great.
2: They, they didn't know if he was going to show up or if he was going to be in rehab. Exactly. the next Exactly.
1: Um, let alone whether people would pay to see that. Right. But mm-hmm. people would pay to see him. So cuz he was it was not like Robert Downey Jr was a huge money maker um Mm-mm. you know so so I think you know since day 1 they have been taking risks and they're not afraid to take risks and I think with their you know with the, what they're doing on TV what they're doing on Disney Plus has shown that yeah we're going to push it even further
3: mm mm-hmm. and I mean again I, I do always have to have that little caveat in there. They're making money. It's a lot easier to take oh, yeah. these risks <laughs> uh-huh. when you've got, you know, a couple of billion dollars backing you.
2: True, but at yeah. uh,
3: same
1: token, like a lot of companies that are, that are making money in that position are not wanting to take risks, right? Because there's a lot of money involved. So they're like, no, no, let's just go with what's safe. And luckily that's they've true. got a guy well. in charge <laughs> that's like, no, no, if we do this, you know, trust me on this, we'll do, you'll make money still and it's like okay. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh. Well, I mean, Warner Brothers was was looking at the Harry Potter sequels as something safe, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And that didn't turn out too well for them, did it? No. I mean, yeah. It's, mm, it's a mess right now. So you know, that was supposed to save the company because DCEU kind of went yeah. So I mean, Hollywood's going to kill itself by being safe, I think, is the lesson there.
3: Yeah, and I think if there's ever a time to take some risks, it's now because you're seeing that it's paying off. Um, Uh Again, Black Panther. Black Panther hit a billion dollars in like the blink of an eye. Not only did it do well domestically, it did well internationally. And Uh I know a lot of haters were saying that it was going to flop in markets overseas and it didn't. It was really strong. So again, the case is there that people want to see these stories. Mm -hmm. You just got to get people behind the scenes to want to do it. And again, to take that risk.
2: And Black Panther being one of the strongest solo hero MCU movies in the whole bunch, really. Yeah. I mean, from a thematic standpoint, the actors that they chose, the roles as they were written. Yeah. Everything was, I mean, it was superb. It was like chef's kiss mwah, in Black Panther. It was a, it was amazing.
1: Now, I think, uh, uh, you know, transitioning from Black Panther to Dragon Con, I think I've seen in the past that uh, they've had, you know, this Wakanda um, sort of costume group. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, is that the largest one uh, featuring, you know,
3: black cosplayers? Would you say I don't think they're the largest because we have some of them. They come over into ours. OK, Um, they're pretty large. That's a. But I mean, three, as far Dr. as Lodge. as far as
1: like what people are dressing up, as, is that oh, like probably oh, sorry, the most yeah. is that the largest like contingent, most popular? Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 By far and away. And I mean, and that folds over because a lot of times you'll get somebody who shows up um, dressed up as Storm. So even though Storm was not in the movies, in the comics, Storm and Black Panther are, are linked. I mean, they were mm-hmm. they were married. Right, right. So, yeah. Yeah, you get that. Yeah, you see a lot of that. Um, obviously, you get your Falcons. Um, we had a one year, we had a lot of people from the Milestone comics. We had a couple of Stacks. Oh, yeah. We had an Icon and a Rocket. Nice. So, mm-hmm. yeah, for all the regulars... You get you get some where they'll just kind of be different, and we have people there who cosplay um, heroes who were predominantly known as white. I mean, we've had Wonder Woman and Superman. Show oh up.
1: man, some of the and, best looking Wonder Woman costumes I've seen have been. Oh man, they're just great.
3: Yeah, and one of the yeah. reasons they like coming to our group. No is offense, Nobody's gonna call them the Black Superman. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I I take no offense. The the thing that I take offense at is when I see a a lovely African-American woman in the Wonder Woman costume and someone calls them Nubia. And I'm like, no, that's not Nubia's costume. This is a cosplayer cosplaying as Wonder Woman. Nubia's costume looks like this. And I actually have a picture on my phone at Dragon Con in case I need to school somebody. (laughs) Because... (laughs) Uh, you know it's like hey dude wrong costume you know know your stuff it's we're at such a level of cosplay at dragon con you can dress as anything you want to at dragon con and get away with it right no one's gonna say boo pretty much unless they're just an awful person in regular life right but i i take issue with people misnaming things online as you know nubia and it's like no that, that is as that an african-american cosplayer dressed as wonder woman please and thank you this is what nubia looks like do your research that's what gets me
1: and yeah I, and i would imagine that you know i think the two most popular characters male and female in cosplay at least in the last few years has been deadpool and harley quinn right like and i would oh, yeah. imagine oh, yeah. that yeah. that's yeah. across the board no matter what colors
3: underneath those
1: out- costumes right right
3: right and I, I mean, think I'm that's, sure. what, that's why you've seen um, African-Americans, black people, I use them interchangeably. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> I think that's why you've seen them kind of, you see these spaces online growing more and more because they can go and show off their cosplays and they're not going to be referred to as, oh, you're the black Superman. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, you're the ghetto Spider-Man. No, I'm just Spider-Man. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. I'm just Superman. They're not going to have to deal with some troll coming in and saying, oh, you'd be more realistic if you lightened your skin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that that's things that uh, cosplayers of color have to deal with. And I didn't start it, but I know that's one of the big driving factors behind 28 Days of Black Cosplay. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of a chance to showcase these things. And it's not even so much of people wanting a safe space because they're, they're snowflakes or whatever but sometimes you just don't want to deal with trolls
2: here, here want a space where you can
3: show off something good and Mm -hmm. enjoy it.
2: And that's, that's the fun thing about a costume that covers everything. I have a a white friend who dresses as black Panther Mm -hmm. because he's covered all over. You don't know that he's not black under there Mm -hmm. and he is careful enough not to take off any of his costume in public because Mm -hmm. that would really confuse people. I think, (laughs) um, and be like, Hey, what are you doing? Um, but I I don't I think at Dragon Con, people get really good at being able to adapt characters to whatever they look like. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and they're just naturally good at picking out the the iconic parts of a costume, mm-hmm. adapting it to their body, adapting it to their look, adapting it to their style, and wearing it with pride. And yeah. that is one of the great things about Dragon. And it's a shame that we get some newbies who don't know the con culture that much every year, or we get some of the football fans who are sharing the hotels with us who decide Mm -hmm. to act a fool. You know, we, we deal with it every year. We Mm -hmm. talk about it on the show every year. It's kind of a constant thing where it's like, guys just behave. And appreciate the artistry of everything you're looking at, because you're going to go home and look at cardboard boxes and say, "I can make a cardboard box hero." And no, you you can't, because <laughs> you, you're not following the YouTube tutorial appropriately. <laughs> right. Right.
1: <laughs> now, um, one of the things I wanted to ask you as well, because this is a term that uh, you know when we were talking um, on Earth Station One a couple weeks ago. Um, I, when I was doing the research for that, I actually came across a term that I had never heard before, which is blurred mm-hmm. and, 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 and getting, tell us what, what a blurred is.
3: Blurred is a black nerd. Um, some people, some people used some people used bleak for a while, as in black geek. Oh, gotcha. Bl- blurred is the more um, accepted one. It sounds, a, it, it sounds a bit more positive. Yeah, bleak yeah, yeah. sounds pretty
2: awful. I think, yeah,
3: exactly. I think that's why blurred took off. Uh,
1: <laughs> so, so it's not a derogatory term.
3: No, it's a no, it's a badge of all. honor. There's, Yeah, yeah, it's a bad, I mean, it's one that I wear. Um, There are several groups online and on Instagram. Um, Some of those photos, in addition to ones that were sent to us, we are resharing some from other groups. Um, There's the blurred view, there's blurred-ish, blurred vision. So, yeah, definitely not a derogatory term. Gotcha. We we wear that with a badge of honor.
1: Uh, And is that a relatively new term?
0: I've...
3: I've heard it since around 2010, so I won't oh, okay. say I, I, I wouldn't know. say it's new. Yeah, yeah, just new yeah. to me. Wow, okay, okay, cool.
2: Um, you're, you're not hip with the slang there. No, Gordon. I'm well, there, I, there. I think
1: anybody. I was gonna say <laughs> I, I think anybody who's been listening to this podcast or any of my podcasts knows that I'm I'm not the hippest guy.
2: So uh, <laughs> Ex- excuse me, stewardess. This man does not speak jive. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good
3: airplane. I'm not even (laughs) hip to
2: like white things. Like that's that's
1: it's not not a cultural thing. It's just I'm just not hip.
3: (laughs) Are you going around saying things on the bee's knees? (laughs) (laughs) I
1: maybe. I don't know. Uh, I think I'll. I think I think I'll uh, okay. erase that from tonight's script. Um, <laughs> There's a script, <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, it was the bees uh, knees having him on the show. Uh, oh <laughs> Jesus! I know, I know. I'm. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> he
2: he was groovy. <laughs> Mito. 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 <laughs> Swell. <laughs> A happening cat Yeah, I don't.
1: See now you're just confusing me. I don't know if this is <laughs> these are real like uh cool terms or not. So uh I don't know. I'll just stick with my you know I'll just stick with my geekness, whatever that there is. You.
3: That's right. That's right. Yeah. that's right. That's right. And I, I'm a firm believer it's not what you say but how you say it. That's true now, um before
1: we leave out of here, Jenny, is there anything about Dragon con per se or even the culture right now that you feel uh is, is could be uh, improved upon or you
3: know is wanting um, I mean obviously we've still got a ways to go, right, oh yeah, of course, of course, and, and like I said earlier no no con is perfect, no culture is perfect, no fandom is perfect um i'm a little bit worried that in trying to protect or defend geekdom we're kind of becoming gatekeepers Mm. um it's kind of like what i mentioned earlier i mean if people want to act right let them come in and be a fan um there are some areas where people seem to believe that there's a certain way you have to geek or a certain way you have to be a fan um that's something that i hope stops sooner rather than later because again, I think when you get more fans, rather they're casuals or diehards, you're going to get more content created because of that. So definitely gatekeeping, and I'm not trying to white knight or anything, but as somebody who grew up with there not being a lot of geek girls, it just kills me to see how geek girls are being treated now um, online. Um, I would have killed to have had some girls to be able to talk to about G.I. Joe comics and that new 486 Pentium processor I got. Um, So now you have members of the opposite sex that you can talk to about this and we're doing gatekeeping on them or we're calling them fake geek girls who only want to cosplay um, that's two areas that need some work. Um, again, though, I think Dragon Con is very good at self-policing some of that. Um, so it's, it, there's always room for improvement in those areas. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Don't be a gatekeeper. Don't be a dick to women.
1: You know what? That, those those are good rules of life, anyway, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, we we could sum up most of this podcast by saying, "Don't be a dick." Yeah, <laughs> it. It does, yeah. I mean, honestly, that's that's what most of the rules like fall into. Hey, don't be a dick. Thank uh, you. All right, hear
3: me out on this, guys. Sure. A tie-dyed T-shirt. Uh-huh. Don't be a dick.
2: There you go. Hey. It's got to be tie-dyed. They, they they would sell. Yeah, I'm sure. or they would sell
1: all right so we've got something else for the t public store i see (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that would be Hmm.
3: something Looking a business opportunity
1: yep well very cool well thank you so much for for uh taking the time uh to join us uh this this month and and you know just in general it's great catching up with you
3: Oh, yeah. Hey, this was fun. I enjoyed it. I, I'll i talk all night if you let me. And um, honestly, I'm a fan of the show. You guys do good work. So Oh, thank you. <laughs>
1: thank you. Well, we're going to uh, take a quick break, and then we'll be right back, and we're going to close out the show.
0: Everyone these days could use a little support
1: And so we draw a close to the second episode of the 2021 Dragon Con Report. Much thanks to our station crew. Thank you, uh, Channing. It's been great having you back on the show.
3: Definitely. Thanks for having me.
1: And uh, where can people uh, find you? Find the Instagram. Like, tell us tell us about where we can find all your stuff. Uh, the
3: best place to look if we're on Twitter and Instagram at DC Black Geeks. So think Dragon Cons Black Geeks DC Black Geeks. We also have a website, BlackGeeksOfDragonCon.com. that has some info on our photo shoots. Uh, we've also got our blog where we're putting up more photos from Twenty Eight Days of Black Cosplay. Mm. Right now, we are and, planning on doing our photo shoot if Dragon Con happens in person. If not, we're going to try to come up with some virtual things, too. But um, we're hoping that there's some kind of way for us to safely meet on the back steps of the Hilton.
1: Awesome. And and and, and you guys are providing content all year, right? Oh, yeah. Correct? Awesome awesome that's cool that's cool
2: and uh thank you darren for joining us once again oh you're welcome sir any old time i don't have to read a whole list of guests coming i can i can be happy (laughs) to be here (laughs) oh wait
0: darren before we get out of here we got to do the guest list hush
2: it Faber. hush it and <laughs> where can people find you sir uh, mm, that's a that's a very good question these days um com is where i talk about the legiony goodness and of course i do the rainbow room for ESO and we've got um a new episode coming up in march we're going to do paris is burning i'm looking forward to that and, and i have to give you points earlier in the episode when you said no shade mr gordon so i'm, <laughs> I'm recording these um Wait, wait, wait. Did I say something hip? Are you saying I said something like... You you use some gay slang that's been co-opted by the straight community, so congratulations.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. I had no idea. (laughs) I had no idea. Every day is a learning experience. Uh, And of course, thank you, Director Faber, for which none of this would be possible without your fine help.
0: Hey, you know, I don't want to go. I want to keep on talking about Dragon Con. It's just (sighs) always so much fun. You know, we could talk about, you know, all the ins and outs, and we could just sit here and entertain these fine people at home. But we do appreciate it. We really appreciate you guys being here.
1: Absolutely. And uh, we try to cover all we can with these episodes. Um, But to keep up with the latest news, please check out the official Dragon Con website. Uh, all their social media outlets. They have fa- they're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Discord, of course, and I think coming soon they're going to be on TikTok. I don't know what that's going to look like, but they were hinting that they're going to they're going to be on TikTok pretty soon. Oh lord, uh, I know. Look out! Um, all of the tracks at DragonCon are active on social media as well. Various Facebook groups, social media. Check them out. Be involved. Uh, a lot of them are doing content and things. All throughout the year. So uh there's you can, you know, if you wanna if you want to experience Dragon Con all year round, uh, this is the way you can do that. If you would like to leave feedback or comment on this show, please feel free to contact us at feedback at dragonconreport.com. Uh we can be found on Facebook, uh Twitter, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, um, Amazon, not TikTok
2: yet. What about OnlyFans? Well, Darren, was, Darren
0: was gonna do, you know, twenty-four hour TikTok videos. Darren was
2: going to do no such thing, sir. I, I just want to know when you guys are starting your OnlyFans. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> mm. Wow, it's getting late. Wow. You go
1: <laughs> so uh yeah, we now we and also we just opened up our Instagram account, so please follow us on that. Uh we want again, we want you to be part of the station here. We want you to be part of the discussion. Uh we also have a T public store filled with all kinds of cool designs, even though some of them aren't tie-dyed. But you can do that once you get any of that stuff, right? Uh
0: yes, of course uh, you can.
1: You can get the Dragon Con report logo. On a t shirt and ship to you, and then tie dye it to your heart's content.
0: Oh, yeah. The t shirts are high quality, so you definitely could tie dye them.
1: Um, there's a link for that at the top of the ESO network page, uh, so you can do that. And of course, we have our Patreon page, and we thank our supporters. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks yes, for listening.
0: Why aren't the rest of you doing it? Come on, come on.
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Mike Gordon. And as always, it's been my pleasure. Take care, stay safe, and we hope to see you all at the con.